0: From the Hydrogen Media offices in Washington, DC, this is EAH Deep Dive. Deep Dive is a podcast series within a podcast series that the Hydrogen Media team produces in collaboration with the leading innovators and companies in the hydrogen economy of today to talk about how they are ensuring success for the future of the clean energy transition. I'm Andrew Leedham, General Counsel at BayoTech, and joining me for this episode of EAH Deep Dive Patrick Malloy, manager in the Breakthrough Technologies Group at RMI. Today, we are joined by our good friends from Anaptor. Many of you listening in have probably heard of Anapter. The company is a leader in the clean hydrogen sector, focused on AEM electrolyzer technology and innovative software solutions that make it possible to rapidly deploy and scale hydrogen production assets. For those who follow the hydrogen sector regularly, it's been hard not to hear Anapter-related news in 2021 and about its impressive trajectory as they have gone public, announced the plans for a new production facility in Germany on which they have now begun construction, and most recently, the announcement that Enaptor was selected as the winner of the prestigious Earthshot Prize. To do that, we are absolutely delighted to have with us all the way from his home base in Thailand, Thomas Kremetska, Chief Strategy Officer at Enaptor, and one of the people that we enjoy having on the show so much that we have brought him back again to fill us in on what he and ANAPTOR are up to and what they have planned for the future of hydrogen. It's almost midnight in Bangkok as we are recording this, and we have a lot to discuss, so let's get this episode started.
1: All right. Well, Thomas, welcome to EAH Deep Dive. Uh, For those listeners who haven't had the pleasure of hearing the episode that you've appeared on before, if you could give us a little bit of background about yourself and your role at ANAPTOR, that'd be fantastic.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks, Andrew. I'm um, and glad to be back on the show. My name is Thomas Kometzka. I'm the head of strategy here at Enaptor. Practically, that means that I'm looking at most of the commercial aspects at Enaptor, which is business development, sales, marketing, communications, and the strategic topics such as our expansions and major partnerships. Partnerships are our partners are most important for us um, as we're building an electrolyzer as a standardized product. So getting it in the hand of partners that need to use it in their projects is super crucial. And yeah, I'm having the privilege to look after these topics. Perfect.
1: Uh, I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with Enapter through previous Deep Dive episodes and through previous EAH episodes, but also certainly through your guys' high-profile win of the Earthshot Prize recently, and we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you, Thomas, what has that experience been like? Winning such a high-profile international award, and what have you guys experienced as an actor uh, going through that process?
2: Yeah, as you may imagine, the past weeks have been pretty turbulent for us, mainly for Vitea, who was the face of the campaign. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic experience. Um, I won't lie. Uh, a lot of work as well in the um, in the prelude to the price. Uh, we have obviously, we saw what the potential is. And not only did we win one million pound, but I think the outreach and the ability to get out of the bubble, to not just speak to people in hydrogen that you always speak to, but actually have a lot of people start to think about green hydrogen and what it can do. Uh, that is the reach that the Royal Foundation, Prince William, and the many collaborators, um, the global alliance of partners that the USHUD has gathered, has actually um, yeah only started to give us. So um, it was a fantastic experience, and uh, we hope that we can leverage that a bit further you know, to the benefit of green hydrogen and getting the message out there how important it is.
3: So, Thomas, opter has been growing at, I guess, an incredible rate. You know, it's kind of one of those ones where you have to ask the question, what is the next step in your development? You know, and I suppose how will this kind of impact the markets you're going to target?
2: Yeah, I think particularly the last months were supercharged for us. The usher price and then subsequently you had the chance to visit COP and... Um, get the message out to multipliers. And that has resulted in a lot of attention and, um, again, partners reaching out to us. So that is obviously just the, the visible side of what's going on behind the scenes. We have been growing for the past years. We have been preparing for growth. And this year, we have been growing um, significantly. And our partners are growing with us. Uh, you may recall that our business mm-hmm. is very focused. We're making... The electrolyzer is a standardized product that we pretty much sell X-Works. So um, our partners are picking it up at our factory. And then we have a lot of partners who are picking up these products and who are doing the projects with our electrolyzers. And, um, yeah, we've we've been seeing massive growth there. Um, the partners are upping their order sizes Um Partners that experimented with two, three electrolyzers a year or two years ago are now coming back and ordering in batches of 20 or 50 units, right? These so are 2.4 kilowatt units. They produce one kilogram of hydrogen, but you can stack them up to any kind of um, size. So customers are now building commercial storage units, uh, industrial units, small refueling stations. Um, anything is uh, in, in there. And yeah, so I think that was the part that might not have been so visible, but has kept us very busy over the past weeks and months.
1: Tell us, what does this mean for your business model? What's changing and what role will an Enaptor play in the future in the development of, uh, of the hydrogen space and the electrolyzer space?
2: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, To be honest, we're only getting started. And we don't really intend to change the business model, but to just scale on all fronts. So what I haven't mentioned yet is you're aware that we have our modular electrolyzer, but actually a couple of weeks ago, we sold our first megawatt unit. And um, you can imagine it as... um, so we're, we're building a megawatt unit out of 400 stacks. I think it is the first megawatt electrolyzer that is running on 400 stacks that we're currently yeah, prototyping and then we will be delivering to the customer in 2023. But um, you can imagine it as that we we have a single core product and we have a multi core product. And the single core product is the compact electrolyzer that you can stack but the multi-core electrolyzer follows the same principle. So we're actually using the same stack in both products, which gives us that ability to scale very fast because we're not building two stacks, we're building one stack. So we're building one stack in a very automated fashion so that we can you know, literally mass produce it. And that gets to these different, different products. But To your question, what changes? uh, We try not. We we try not to change the business model. Uh, We're delivering these different sized electrolyzers to our partners, and they are project developers, EPCs, integrators, Um, and they use the electrolyzer in their different projects. And sometimes we don't even know what the electrolyzers are used for. Uh, I think this was one of the highlights of the past weeks that a customer actually bought an electrolyzer, and didn't tell us what they would use it for. And you may not, I mean, you're not in our shoes, but um, when an electrolyzer company gets a lot of questions before a customer buys an electrolyzer. So um, for us, it's the ultimate um, proof that, yes, we can manage to build a product that we describe in manuals and online documentation, and people get it and just buy it.
1: So you actually had a customer come to you and say, "I want to buy the this electrolyzer or these electrolyzers," and, and didn't tell you. They said they didn't give you any reason for it. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, they actually said like, "Oh, we read all your documentation. Um, they had a few questions. They asked us the questions, and um, and then when we when it was time for us to ask back, like, okay, what is the application? They said like, oh, it's you know, it's confidential. Yet the the project host doesn't <laughs> wanna." The project host doesn't want to conceal it yet. Uh, we'll do it later, but we're going to buy a unit first. And we're like, all right, okay,
3: cool. Amazing. So, so I think it's interesting, right? You, you mentioned the kind of, obviously the um, kind of multi kind of core systems now you're developing, uh, you know, in terms of scaling those operations, what, what steps have you taken to, to kind of action those? And, and when can we expect to see these kind of efforts coming online? I know you mentioned uh, 2023 for that, that one megawatt system, you know, what, I suppose, what, what is the, the kind of the mass rollout here?
2: Yeah, um, so we're obviously boosting our current production in Italy. Currently, we're producing our electrolyzers in Pisa in Italy, and we, we're boosting that. So it will ensure supply for growing demand in the very, very short term. But uh, in the longer short term, medium term we don't like to think too much long term because i think we have to solve climate change in the very short term so um we're working on on a mass production site and that is the Anapter campus that we're building in zabeck in germany we chose that location because um, it just fits us in all regards it's a fully green energy powered site uh, so we will we will build an industrial production of electrolyzers fully fueled with renewable energy. Not one kilowatt hour of fossil fuels will be used to build our electrolyzers. The site is super progressive. It's a small village, but they have been spearheading energy transition since 15 years. Lots of community-owned and operated renewable sources. It's, it's great. It's just fantastic. And we'll find the staff that we need, and we get the speed that we want. So... Um, I think, um, yeah, if you follow us on our socials in the very, very, very uh, next weeks, I think we will show some pictures of progressing on the construction side. Uh, The foundations have been laid already and we expect to be finishing the production hall around that time next year, actually earlier than this time next year, so that we can still move in with the machines and start to produce thousands of stacks and electrolyzers per month as, as of 2023. And then they will go into our single core and the multi-core products um, and yeah, provide very cheap green hydrogen made from AM electrolyzers.
1: A question that I think we've gotten, or that we hear a lot about around Enaptor and then I'm sure Enaptor is hearing even more than we have heard about it as uh, why scale now and, you know, what kind of optionality does that provide Enaptor and what, optionality why are you guys engaging in this scaling today at this time
2: well so i think that green hydrogen is the oil of the 21st century and it is going to be super fast the development is going to be super fast i understand that a lot of people are wondering where is the demand going to go how is infrastructure going to be built regulatory barriers uh, financial support etc cetera, etc cetera. but if, if you just look at it from more of a macro perspective, maybe you compare it a bit to developments that we have seen. If we compare it to solar, solar took maybe 10 years to come to very decent development and 20 years to become the cheaper source of power globally. And for solar, we had massive resistance. The energy utilities, the large energy players, that were not friendly in the beginning. Um, they were trying to protect status quo, and solar was... Um, jeopardizing that so for, for hydrogen I don't hear anyone saying that hydrogen is not needed you know it's just a question uh, maybe of the color I think that problem or I mean that question won't really be a question because I think that green hydrogen will just scale so much faster but um, everybody is adopting the technology and trying to find the, their way around it uh, from large to small companies there actually isn't much resistance so I think that the market will develop much much faster than we all think and i think this is what we at enapter have taken on to say it's actually not just a business it is about fighting climate change and we have until 2030 so uh, we cannot wait and say like okay in 2025 we start scaling because by 2030 we will have we will need to have turned that climate crisis around so we're trying to get ready and have all the capacities available and it can't be it can't be fast enough to be honest i think that in the next 3 4 years we will see electrolyzer crunch time i We're already seeing customers that are buying electrolyzers. They don't ask the question, how much does it cost? They just ask the question, when can you deliver or can you deliver? And I think that's what's at stake. And this is why we're scaling. We see the demand in the market. Um, Yes, it is hard to see uh, from the outside, but um, you want to be ready. And um, if, if you want to get ready for exponential growth, then you need to start immediately and then continuously scale. So that's why we're not waiting; uh, we're taking these steps right now.
3: So, Thomas, just following on from from that kind of uh, answer, uh, I think it's I think it's worth asking because obviously you're you're the most prominent AEM uh, electrolyzer uh, producer in the world. You know, how has the reaction changed uh, over the last few years? And and you know, how are you how are you kind of uh, seeing this market kind of uh, response given the excitement around green hydrogen, especially?
2: Yeah, for AEM, I think. We have come a long way. Uh, I think when we started an we saw something that many people couldn't see, right? And this is due to the fact that, um, Jan and Sebastian and, and also Vaitea, when they started the company, they had been, or Jan and Sebastian had been using AM electrolyzers for three years and they bought prototypes from an Italian company, which, uh, you know, later sold their patents to an But in these three years, uh, we have been running up and operating am electrolyzers, and we saw all that potential that was in there so when the opportunity arose in 2017 to buy the patents and the and the team that's where we went all in um, and we knew that we have a product there and we also knew that it will take a, um, a lot of time to you know show the market convince the market and and, and show the product capabilities but ultimately am is the best of two worlds uh, it's combining the advantages of pem with the advantages of alkaline minus the disadvantages. So the AM electrolyzer has the same ramping capabilities, flexibility to operate with renewable energy, like a PEM electrolyzer, but it uses the same cheap material that we know from an alkaline electrolyzer. And on top of that, we have a patent that allows us to build a really compact device somehow nobody in the industry seems to value that as much as we do. But we think that it's a great way to actually go into mass production. So unique AM technology, unique cost advantages, a, a patent on top, which uh, gives us a sustainable advantage in producing en masse uh, modular, very, very low cost stacks. Um, it's just something which people didn't see and they're, they're starting to come around. So if we're talking to partners and investors, we always need to explain. But uh, once we do that, uh, usually uh, the other side sees the advantages and, and very often endeavors into it and experiments with it and orders a few units, right? I mean, we're, this is the other advantage. It's you you don't need to spend millions on an electrolyzer when you buy or a compact unit. People can try it out and then start stacking them or opting for the larger versions. So um, it is a for us, it is a is a... Great and very logical way to go into the market and to try to, you know, really scale that very fast and rapidly.
1: Fantastic, and I think that's a, an incredibly uh, important way of looking at it. And as a uh, as a former IP attorney myself, I uh, I can. Uh, <laughs> I can sympathize, uh, Thomas, with uh, people not seeing the value in a patent before, and then it, and then they realize, <laughs> once it's too late for them, right? So, it's a uh, really incredible work that you guys have done in and after, and so we really appreciate you making the time. and Thank you, Thomas, for for walking through this with us today.
2: No problem. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure.
0: And that's a wrap on this episode of EAH Deep Dive. A huge thank you to the team at Enaptor for their support and collaboration today. And thanks especially to Thomas Krometska, Chief Strategy Officer at Enapter, for making the time to join us from across the globe to share their vision for hydrogen in the clean energy transition. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time. Till then, all the best from the team here at Hydrogen Media and EAH Deep Dive.